It's a gospel on the radio talk show. A show about dreams and visions and a church that is indeed triumphant, alive, and well. For the church triumphant is alive and well. Hello, Tallahassee. This is the Gospel on the Radio talk show. I'm Pastor Jack King. I am your host in the, well, as always, I'm excited to spend a morning with you here on 94.1 on your radio dial, a full hour of great gospel talk. As I say, this is a show about dreams and visions and a church triumphant, alive and well. We talk about the church. That's been my theme from the very, very beginning. This is show number 1088. I have a few rules. We don't talk sports, politics, or doctrine, but we always speak well of one another. And we've been doing that for a long, long time. And a lady who has been with me as being a guest on the show for many, many years now. We've known each other for years. Dr. Rosalind Tompkins. <laughs> Say it for me, Ms. Rosalind. As long as there's. As long as there's breath in your body, there is hope. There he is. <laughs> and she has, she has perfected that over the years. And, and sometimes you, we, we see your commercials. And then when you do things like little promos and stuff on television, mm-hmm. say, there she is. And I told her a few minutes ago, I said, I, I say she's, she's the queen because <laughs> of all of the people who have come and been on the radio show. I mean, she's been here really with me almost from the very beginning. Yes. As I started the radio ministry, you came and, and was a guest on the show, and I was so thankful for that and had, had you back over the years. The last time you were here, mm-hmm. you you taught us so much. Mm-hmm. And I, and the, as, as weeks went by after the show, mm-hmm. things that you talked about in the, in the realm of hope yes. really just centered into my heart and then... I help spread the word because sometimes in sermons, Mm -hmm. things that you taught us just just came out. Yes. And I said, people need hope. (laughs) That's right. That's right. That's what it's all about in the practice of hopeology. And that is something that we're literally spreading hope all around the world now. See, I remember when the last time you were with me, the first time time you said that word, Mm -hmm. you said, I'm a hopeologist. Yes. I've never heard that before. <laughs> but now when I hear it, it just seems natural. Yes. So there may be somebody listening this morning. This is the first time you've ever heard that concept. Mm-hmm. You'll get used to it. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Hopeologist, that's that's my patent with the U.S. Patent uh, and Trademark Office. And it's class 35. And it is uh, the promoting the public awareness of hope through public advocacy. Okay. Now I'm going to ask you to back up just a little bit from the microphone because I told her I said you got to get in the microphone. Back up just a back little up, bit, okay. just a little bit, a little bit. There we go. That's good. That okay. way you won't be popping. Oh uh, yeah, don't want to pop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> excellent, excellent. No, the thing is, is that when you uh, taught us this this last time, mm-hmm. and it, and as it kind of got into my spirit, I began to think about it. And I thought, well, she's right, mm-hmm. but but I hadn't thought about it, mm-hmm. and I hadn't, and I, and and I remember asking you, mm-hmm. I said, well, what do you base this on? What did you tell me? Well, I'm sure I told you on the Word of God, on Jesus Christ, our living hope, and, and the reality of you said, look at the suicide rate. Oh yes, and then of course in the natural, I believe that we're facing a hope crisis.
because the suicide rate continues even now uh, to be the highest and it's been in over 30 years. And young people. Young people are are getting Uh, to the end of their rope. Yeah, teenagers. Absolutely. So how did we get to this point Mm -hmm. in, in our society to where teenagers are becoming so desperate they say, I don't even want to live. That's true. It's just, it it really is mind boggling Mm -hmm. when you think about it. Mm -hmm. But you being a hopeologist and being a person of hope, you have solutions. There is hope. (laughs) (laughs) There is hope. And, And since I've been here, I've actually pulled together the booklet, uh, Practice of Hopeology, where there are practical self help ways for you to become more hopeful and for you to also share that hope and spread that hope with others. And your listening audience can get a free copy Ooh. by going to practiceofhopology.com and downloading your free copy of the Practice of Hopeology booklet. So is this the one we're talking about? The here? one that's in your hands. Okay, okay. Yes. So I'm holding it for the radio audience to see it. <laughs> no, I have to tell them. It's, it's a, uh, what, an eight by ten. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's a little, got a little spiral on it. Beautiful, beautiful cover. Thank and, you. And, uh, uh, yeah. Now, who who did this for you? I mean, Forrest, did you have a publishing company? or? Well, this is, I self-published this. Okay. And then uh, I made it, I take I took it from my book. As long as there's breath in your body, there's right. still hope. Okay. That has my whole testimony and everything. And then also a part of the book, I talk about releasing the power of hope. And this is where I introduce the practice of apology. Okay. So I've taken that from the book and put it in a booklet form so that people can have something to use, okay. you know, without, you know, we can read the book and that's good reading. A lot of good things in there. But this is very practical and hands-on material. Okay. Now, the thing is that you, um, the ministry you formed initially, yes. Mothers of Crisis. Mothers in Crisis. And, and you did that because of things in your own personal testimony, mm-hmm. things that God has brought you through. Yes. And, uh, of course, you've shared those things here on this radio show, but but um, this is a new audience. The last time you were with me, mm-hmm. I was on ESPN Radio 97.9, mm-hmm. Sunday mornings. Yes. This is a different station, and I'm, I would imagine that there are folks who follow me over from 97.9, <laughs> but but uh, there may be people, it's hard to believe, in Tallahassee that doesn't know you. So share us a little bit about that. Well, it's, it's my privilege and honor. First of all, I'd just like to say that it is a privilege to and an honor to be back with you, Pastor King, and uh, seeing you still going on with the radio show and just doing the work of the Lord. Just doing and, what I love. <laughs> yes, and it shows. It really shows. So I, I'm just uh, blessed to be a part of it and to have known you over all these years. And I love sharing my testimony because my testimony is really not my testimony, but it's the testimony of what the Lord God Almighty can do in a person's life. Hallelujah. As I was addicted to drugs and alcohol for 12 years of my then young life, and I ended up going through uh, what I call the hellhole of addiction so many different things that happened that I share about in my book. As long as there's breath in your body, there's still hope. And I finally uh, came to the place of hope whenever I got pregnant with my daughter, Janar, 
who is now 34 years old. Wow. So I have 35 years <laughs> clean and sober and drug free. Wow. And Praise I have three beautiful grandchildren that I that are just my world uh, that her and her husband, uh, Brian, um, you know, they've been married uh, for decades. And and so all of these things that God has been able to do with my life, when I look back over it, I realized that it happened because I grabbed hold of this hope that mm-hmm. now I'm, I'm releasing and I'm sharing with so many others through Mothers in Crisis for the past three decades now. Uh, we've impacted over tens of thousands of families uh, who were going through uh, addictions and, didn't, and other things mm-hmm. that, right. that brought them to the place of, of brokenness and, and hopelessness. And um, they were able to grab hold of what we're giving and what we're offering right now all around the world. As we were talking before the show started, I'm so excited. We're headed to Nepal for the first time. <laughs> I think this is amazing. <laughs> and uh, that we'll be leaving soon and um, on our mission trip there and just continuing to spread the hope. I've been to several countries around the world, South Africa, East Africa, um, and and. Uh, Turkey, wow, yeah, on the border. Uh, let me let me just do this because I want to get into all of those things. I don't even know whether we've got enough time to share all this. But <laughs> but when you this is years ago when you were sharing your testimony on this show and you were talking about you were you were a college student mm-hmm. during this time that you were addicted. Yes, and I remember another things because you're always teaching me things here. <laughs> What's really struck me says you were you were functioning. Mm-hmm. I mean, you were going to school, getting your education, doing all these things. And probably a lot of people didn't even know. Yes, yes. And, and that that really spoke to me because I'm thinking, well, there's probably a lot of people that I don't know mm-hmm. that are going through maybe what you went through, and there's hope. <laughs> yes, that's why I share my testimony. Yeah. I was a student at FSU during the height. Uh, of my addiction and by the grace of God I was able to remain a student and and graduate uh, eventually I graduated uh, with a bachelor of science degree in social work wow and that's what that was the foundation for me whenever I uh, started my professional career and um, I started Mothers in Crisis Incorporated back in 1991 now were there uh, were you involved in this before you came to Tallahassee Oh, yes. Yes, I started. um, I smoked my first marijuana cigarette at the age of 12. Okay. And um, so it kind of progressed from there. I snorted my first line of Coke at the age of 17, and I was headed to Tallahassee to go to uh, to go to college at FSU. And um, and so when I came to college, I continued to. At that time, you know, it was in the 80s, early 80s, so mm-hmm. we call it party, party, party. But it was really um, a, an addiction that mm-hmm. was progressing. So you were at a party when you did this? Uh, well, the snort of the coke? Well, no. no. Actually, I was with my brother who first introduced me to marijuana. Uh, He's older, okay. a couple of years okay. older than me. He introduced me to marijuana. And then when I went to Miami the summer before coming to Tallahassee, I um, he introduced me to to, to uh, powder cocaine. I snorted wow. my first line. I think we were at a park or something, and um, and so that kind of set me up. And he just had that kind of influence in your life. He did. He yeah. did. And he's you know over the years he still uh, kind of struggled. Really? Uh, have, really? Yeah. Continuing. So so as you 
begin to progress with this, but just give me your thoughts on the whole thing about the marijuana. I mean, I've, I've heard it's 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 a gateway. See, I, I've never smoked mm-hmm. it. I don't know that much about it. Mm-hmm. Where do you stand here? Well, I think it's very dangerous to what's happening in our society today as they are making it legal and medical marijuana because it's it's kind of putting the perception out there that it's harmless mm. and it's not. And and I've I've looked at some some research studies that show that long term use of marijuana can cause schizophrenia oh. or psychotic episodes. Right. And it's and as you know, part of my testimony, that's what I ended up having a uh, couple of psychotic episodes uh, before I finally found hope in, in Jesus and got clean. And but see, those type of statistics are not readily available. No, they're, they're, they're they, not, you yeah. know, when right. while they're marketing all this right, about right. how safe it is, they don't tell you what some of the yeah. long term effects <laughs> well, are. Back, back when they were pushing this here in Florida, mm-hmm. I, I was screaming at the radio. Yeah. <laughs> I said, yeah. you, you, you people have not interviewed the people that I've interviewed mm-hmm. because everybody that I've interviewed that's, that's, that's now involved in a, um, some type of a ministry where they're dealing with people who are dealing with addictions, mm-hmm. I ask every one of them, and they say the same thing. It started with marijuana. That's said, right. so, so I'm saying, you're not, intervie- you're not interviewing who I'm interviewing because this is what I've seen. Yes. And, and so, yeah, I, I my, my concern is just for people. Yes. And I want everybody to have a quality of life. Mm-hmm. And I hear so many times, and I'm, I'm going to get off my snuff here just a second here. <laughs> no, it's true. But, I, but I, I find these younger people, and they're saying, oh, I have to have this because I've got this back injury. I've done this. And I say, hey, I'm an, almost an old man now. <laughs> I work out every day, and, and, and I work hard, mm-hmm. and, and I don't need that. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> to get me through. Yeah. <laughs> so, anyway, I'm done with that. <laughs> it's the truth. But the thing is, is that God sustained you. I mean, He sustained you through that, and, mm-hmm. and He He delivered you. Yes, He and, did. And you are very clear about giving Him the glory and the praise for all, for all of that. So uh, yes. So, so how did mothers in crisis happen? How did that? How did you come to that? Or what was the reality there? Well, after going through everything that I'd gone through with my addiction and I had my daughter, I was a single parent at the time and my life had totally, I totally, you know, sold out to the Lord and everything. And um, as I looked around, it was during the 80s, the late 80s and the crack cocaine episode, uh, crack cocaine um, epidemic was was oh, yeah. was at the yeah. height yeah. uh you had mothers who were having babies and in the larger cities they were leaving them at the hospital you had mothers who were pregnant and abusing drugs um and being arrested and all of this was kind of going going around and i think i had a year clean and then the lord really spoke to me and he said rosalind if if you're clean and you're sober but your sisters are not, then are you really clean? Wow. <laughs> and are you really free? He said yeah, to me. Yeah. And then uh, my answer was no. Wow. I, I have to do something. So I started in my field. I was a social worker. So I started working at a treatment center and um, I, I received lots of training during that time. I was working at that um, nonprofit uh, treatment program. And um, and then that's when I started Mothers in Crisis in 1991, 
by just saying, okay, I'm going to step out all by faith and start having groups with these women that we can talk about wow. Jesus, we can pray, we can, you know, <laughs> it, Jesus, you know, our higher power has uh, always been right. the Lord. <laughs> Imagine that, a person with a dream in her heart. <laughs> See, I, I talk all about the dreams, you know, I, yeah. I mean, uh, I love when I meet a fellow dreamer because, I mean, this what what's happening today in Mothers in Crisis and as the Hopeologists and all these sort of things all started because you were just faithful to do, you had that prompting that, mm-hmm. that that urging in your in your heart and soul and then yes. you just say well lord i can't do it as i say people ask me this and i, and I say that how do you launch a dream i say you put one foot in front of the other that's right and god would lead you no you don't see the whole picture and you didn't see the whole picture did you <laughs> no i had to literally look up the word ministry <laughs> <laughs> wow wow so the word ministry, what was the other thing that you told me? Oh, DePaul. Yeah, yeah just like I. <laughs> that was before we went on the air, you told me that. Yeah, yeah. I told you in 2020 when I met uh, one of the pastors, Pastor Singh, he contacted me and um, he said he was from Nepal. And then I Googled, I had to Google, okay, now where is this Nepal? Right, right. <laughs> but come to find out, it is the. Uh, it is where Mount Everest and the in the Himalayan uh, mountain range lies, and it's the highest point on the earth. You know, I remember hearing somebody on the radio talking about this, and, and that's one of the big incomes of the country of DePaul. Mm-hmm. Most people, because they're the ones that grants the licenses for people to go up on Mount Everest. I, that's right. I, I heard that somewhere on the radio. And it's a, it's a it's a small country. Yeah. It's it's about the size of Arkansas. Our our state, Arkansas. And but the people uh, that, you know, especially the Christians, because the national religion is uh, Hindu and Buddhism. But there there there's a large Christian community there. And sometimes they're even uh, persecuted and jailed. Wow. Uh, for for their religion. So, so they reached out to you. Yes. Now, how did they find out about you? Well, on my sh- I have a, a television show. Where is hope? And uh, it, it airs weekly on Preach the Word broadcast uh, worldwide. And also we put it up on our Turning Point International Facebook church page. Okay. And from that page, I'm telling you, nations from all over uh, have reached out. And wow. um, not only Nepal, but also Pakistan, Nigeria, yeah. some of the other countries. And, and now we're partnering with many of them. So now Turning Point International. Yes. That this is a, a, a kind of a spring out of Mothers in Crisis? Yes. How, to, how did that come about? Well, you know, it's usually the opposite where um, the church would birth uh, a, a parent, a parachurch organization. Uh-huh. Well, actually, Mothers in Crisis, which has always been sort of like a, well, we've, we're a nonprofit faith based organization, but we birthed the church. Which is a chapel, right? <laughs> a turning point international. You don't, you don't have to follow the rules. <laughs> you know, God is amazing. God be God. That's all. <laughs> and um, and and when He gave me, I'll never forget. He gave me the name Turning Point, and and I was like Turning Point. And then international, and I'm thinking, Lord, Turning wow. Point International. See, his vision was big, wasn't it? For yeah. a chapel, <laughs> <laughs> and then so Turning Point came from 
crisis, uh, part of the definition of crisis is turning point. Okay. So that's where turning point came. But then the international was the vision that's happening now that the Lord saw and he knew what he was going mm-hmm. to do. Uh, but we stepped out on faith and we started it and we had uh, we had a storefront on um, Holton Street for many years where and I remember those days where women would come in off the streets and wow. throw down their crack pipes and give their wow. hearts to yeah. Jesus and. Uh, I'm, try, I'm trying to place where it would have been on Holton Street. I, I had a customer over on Holton Street for a while, and I was so, so down that street quite a bit, so I'm kind of familiar with it. But yes. I, but you'll have to tell me later. Where, well, it's well, yeah, it's right by the store. There's only one like grocery okay, okay, store area there. Yeah, well, yeah. it's right right okay, next to okay, it. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I kind of got acquainted with that little community mm-hmm. in there. But now, uh, mothers in crisis. I remember one time you were telling me that there were other cities that were adopting are, mm-hmm. are you still doing that well not not so much yeah. now because everything that we do with mothers in crisis is um volunteer okay. but our main thrust is this hope pass it on campaign I see. hope pass it on mm-hmm. and save a life and we have april national month of hope mothers in crisis we're the founders and administrators of of the whole national month of hope in april so you petitioned what congress did you uh well it's a national day calendar an organization that has you know there's a holiday for every day (laughs) you know every day of the month and months and and back in 2017 uh whenever i i uh contacted them someone gave me said hey why don't you try to you know you're doing this hope we used to do hope fridays happy hope universe day every friday and so someone said why don't you make it official and contact this organization and so i contacted a national day calendar and i saw that there was no hope day or hope month Ah. and i couldn't believe it i said this (laughs) country we don't have a month for hope yeah so we chose april because okay. April, many, many reasons, spring, sure. when, when April comes, all of a sudden the butterflies yeah. and, and yeah. everything just kind of wakes up. Plus, yeah. April is the month, anniversary month for Mothers in Crisis. Okay. So we applied and out of thousands of applications, they think they only did 30 something that year and we were one. Well. Isn't there a saying that says hope springs eternal? Hope springs eternal. Yeah, and it's it's spring. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) There you go. Yeah, so it's just God just set that up. So basically, that's what we're doing now with Mothers in Crisis. See, here's the thing about a a dreamer, and I I believe you are a fellow dreamer. I am. (laughs) That, uh, you know, you you put that out there, hey, we're going to have a national day of hope, month of hope, whatever, and people go, uh, but that doesn't phase you at all Mm-mm. because it would, if God has birthed that in your spirit, you, you're just going to keep on pushing yeah. <laughs> <laughs> until, yes. until the next thing you know, there's a line coming in behind you. That's just the way dreamers are. That's and, right. And, uh, I had uh, Cass McCorvey. Have you met him, Cass McCorvey? No. Former Florida State football player, but he's the director of FCA here mm-hmm. in uh, Tallahassee. He's sitting here right where you are and, and they're talking and I said, I know what you are. And he kind of looked at me like, what do you fix to say? I said, you're a dreamer. <laughs> and he agreed. He's a, dream. he's, a, he's a dreamer. Because dreamers, we just don't live in the same world as mm-hmm. everybody else. And I include myself in that. Yes. <laughs> because, <laughs> you know, people just look at me sometimes. And, say, but that's, and my kids, my kids, they often refer to me as that crazy old man. <laughs> well, that's, you know, you think about Noah. Sure. Whenever sure. he was building the ark, it had never rained before. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> but the thing about it is it's dreamers that, that mm. 
people sooner or later fall behind. Uh, uh, several years ago, you know, we do a live nativity here mm-hmm. where we're now in 8th Avenue. And uh, it was raining that night. And this lady shows up. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm, I'm out there with my cowboy hat on and things. And so she said, uh, somebody said that he's the one that does all this. Mm-hmm. And so she kind of started talking to me. And she was a little bizarre. <laughs> <laughs> but then she started talking to me. And she says, uh, see, you're one of the people who has the ladder. That's the way she referred to it. She says, you are the one that has the ladder. And he mm-hmm. says, the rest of us have to climb that ladder because you're going to be leading us. And and she was absolutely right, wow. but she had a beautiful way of saying it. Yes, you know? yes. So you're the one that's got the ladder. <laughs> yes. And, 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 but what happens is that here's somebody with just a dream in their heart, and mm-hmm. they're just walking around, just dreaming hard. And and other people will will soon be affected by this. Mm-hmm. And you see a lot of the great ministries that are happening. Yes. I'll start with one thing. Um, one of the, I think the second person that I interviewed on this show was Raymond Blair, mm-hmm. who founded North Florida Christian School. Oh, wow. And he yes. shared about how he came to Tallahassee. Mm-hmm. No particular reason. Mm-hmm. He just said, Tallahassee. Comes here, he's got a wife and six children, no job, no income, no nothing. Wow. He says he's walking the streets of Tallahassee, knocking on doors, going visiting businesses. And here's just a man with a dream in his heart. And now all of these people who have gone through North Florida Christian School. My daughter graduated there from there. And, and some yeah. people don't even know that name. Mm, no. <laughs> <laughs> but see, that's, a, that's the thing is, is, when dreamers dream, mm-hmm. then it makes a way for others to be blessed. Yes. And it happens so often. And uh, there's a scripture, I think it's in Proverbs, mm-hmm. uh, maybe Ecclesiastes, it talks about there was a, a man and he was unknown, mm-hmm. but he saved the city. Mm-hmm. And, I, and that, it doesn't tell much about it, but it just mm-hmm. makes that mention. It says there was a man who's unknown. To this day, we don't know his name, mm-hmm. but it says he saved the city. <laughs> I, yeah, I think I, yeah, yeah. yeah. And so dreamers mm-hmm. lead the way that other people can be saved and saved literally from sometimes danger and things, mm-hmm. but also eternal life because we don't, the thing about dreamers is that they don't realize they can fail. <laughs> right. It's not, you know, that it's just about stepping out on yeah, faith. Just, just doing it. Yeah. And um, hope. Right, right. And because so, and, and, you got to have hope yeah. because you can't even have faith without hope because faith is the substance of things hoped for, right. the evidence of things not seen. So faith is for right now, but hope is for the future. Right. It's for later. Right. And, and hope and faith brings patience mm-hmm. and endurance. That's right. <laughs> and then don't forget love, which is the third and right. the greatest. <laughs> oh, yeah. Amen. <laughs> okay. So what we're going to do, we're going to take a little time here and play a little gospel music. You know, i got to get that in. <laughs> and then uh, we're just gonna, we'll, we'll start looking more towards some of the international aspects of the ministry that mm-hmm. God's called you to do. Uh, Dr. Rosalind Tompkins is my guest. She's with Mothers in Crisis, Turning Point International. Jesus, my soul's in your hands. Amen. That's uh, Bradley Walker, and a country boy. <laughs> and I like country boys because I am one. But, uh, I like that song, Lord Help Me Jesus. Yes. My soul's in your hands. This is the gospel on the radio. 
talk show. I'm Pastor Jack King. I get to do this every Sunday morning here on 94.1. I invite you to join me. And also, join me Saturday nights at 7 o'clock here on 94.1 for the Saturday Night Gospel Sing. We crank it up <laughs> a full hour. It's just Ross and I say it's the best country, our best music on the planet. <laughs> but then that's just my opinion. But I'm allowed to have my opinion. Right. <laughs> well, gospel is the best music on the planet, How, whatever genre it comes in. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And also, Monday through Friday here on 94.1, the daily broadcast, that's a gospel on the radio broadcast where I just bring the Word of God. And I just say, Lord, let the Holy Spirit just flow through me and just let the Word speak. And I do believe it does. So that's your invitation to do that. Also, I'm the pastor of Freedom Road Christian Ministry. We're at 720 Capital Circle Northeast in the uh, Crescent Park Plaza. We're right between Easterwood Drive and Park Avenue. So if you're heading toward Park Avenue, look for us on the right-hand side of the road. You'll see our sign out there on Sunday morning. 11.05 is our start time. FRCM.US. That's the uh, website. You can check that out. We do love visitors. <laughs> now, Miss Rosson, you're still doing the um, your, your Sunday morning worship services, but mm-hmm. it's more of a closed uh, for your staff in the ministry of mothers in crisis. But you wouldn't turn anybody away, right? Yes, <laughs> yeah. it's a private chapel, yeah. uh, mothers in crisis. Uh, we have covenant members that actually attend, and some that do not, mm-hmm. but they uh, receive their. Uh, spiritual nourishments from the television broadcast and some of the other things that we're doing. And um, if anybody like any more information, they can give us a call at 580-7743. That's 850-580-7743. Okay. Is there a website? And the website is tpicchurch.net. Okay. A lot of people will just do that and go to the website. Now, um, as you have developed, let's say, the international yes. heart of the ministry, I'll say you develop. It seems to me like maybe the Holy Spirit has developed this thing because a lot of things yes. you didn't plan. <laughs> oh, none of it. None of it. And one of the things that I wanted to say about the practice of hopology, uh, it has been translated into the Urdu language. In Ur- Urdu? Urdu. Okay. And that's one of the Arab-speaking languages in uh, Pakistan. Okay. And uh, it has, we have distributed thousands of copies there in the Urdu language. Wow. Now, let's talk about the television that you're doing. Yes. You see, this is on Facebook. Yes, right? also on Facebook. Now, now you're, what is the format? Are you standing and preaching or sitting at a desk? or how, how? Well, it's, a, it's from the chapel services on Sunday okay. morning. Okay. Yes. So they're filming your services. Yes, and it's just a message. That's all. We just showed a message. Right. And um, and then we put it out there weekly. Okay, and that's you, right? That's me. Okay. So you are the pastor of the chapel. Yes. And you're the one delivering the Sunday morning message. So Mm -hmm. okay, so that goes out. But now, in in the context of preaching. Mm-hmm. Are you covered a lot of the same things in in the area of hope? I mean, well, it all kind of goes together. Um, if if once you start looking in the Bible and you can see that theme from Genesis all the way to Revelation. Sure. Uh, right now, though, we're talking about um, the fruit that that has been the results from the day of Pentecost. Remember, we just celebrated that several right. uh, weeks ago, and uh, we're looking at the early church. And one of the things that we see is that God just 
was really, really using them in so many ways, um, miracle signs and wonders, the vision that we were talking about and um, and how, you know, even the Apostle Paul, how he was you know, surrendered and and that miraculous thing that happened to him on the road of Damascus. And then we just finished looking at um, how we can have integrity and how the early church had that integrity, the apostles that they didn't uh, succumb to uh, preaching or trying to sell the gifts of God. Mm -hmm. And um, so we, we cover all of that, the whole, you know, the well, whole spectrum. That's great, because yes. I'm, I'm loving your perspective of the, mm -hmm. and most of that's coming from the book of Acts, right? From the book of Acts, yeah. yes. Because when I teach through the book of Acts, see, I would have more of a tendency to want to look at a lot of the historical aspects of it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but that's, that's yes. your mind and my, versus my mind. You yes. know, I'm, I'm very practical about things. And, mm. and as I began to read about, well, of course, they were forced to leave Jerusalem. Yes, persecution. Yeah. And then they were scattered. Right, they, right, The right. diaspora right. of the Jews. Yeah, and then yeah. They, they were up at Antioch and... Uh, they, they sent Barnabas up there, mm -hmm. of, of all the people, to send Mr. Mercy. <laughs> <laughs> and, he, and he's sending back these glowing reports about what's happening there. And the people in Jerusalem are going, but these are Gentiles. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, it's yes. Just, I, just, I, I just, yes. I love all that, because I have a tendency to like to look under the rocks. <laughs> mm -hmm. You know, how did that happen? Because you know, things don't just happen in a vacuum. Right. Uh, it's amazing how God can move this over here and this over here and somehow or another make it connect. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But now if I try to do that, I'll just make a mess out of it. And that's the point. That is <laughs> that's the it. point. Yes. That's it. It's, that's it's it. all God. And yeah. that's that's what's been happening with uh, Mothers in Crisis, Turning Point International. It's it's a sovereign move of, yeah. of God. And because of that, I've had the privilege of going to many different countries, different continents, and meeting people. And it's all the same, sharing the power of God through my testimony of hope, right? So now the the pastor from Nepal or no De yes. De 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 Paul, Nepal, Nepal, yes. He sees you on Facebook. He mm -hmm. hears your message. Yes. So he sends you an invitation to do what? Well, he sends me a message asking. Uh, he wants to like many of them will say, "I want to be a part of your ministry. How can I do that?" Mm -hmm. And I had just started the Turning Point International School of Ministry, and um, they can do it uh, as a correspondence online uh, course. Okay. And so I told him, I said, well, if you'd like to find out more information, you want to be a part of it, um, you can enroll in Turning Point International School of Ministry. Okay. And he did. Okay. And so we went on a whole at least uh, probably a six-month journey with him going through the uh, foundational um, A and B curriculums because that's what it takes in order to become a part of Turning Point International Alliance and successfully completing that. And I mean, these guys are sharp. Really? Yes. Wow. I mean, wow. he had been preaching. He had been a pastor for like 20 years over there. Really? With, with very little... Uh, connections, covering, right. teaching. And he, and he had formed churches. He had formed churches, and his father 
had served uh, prison time for being a pastor. Really? Yes. Wow. And wow. and so we connected, yeah. and we've been kind of supporting him, and then then his uh, another pastor, and then another minister, and from that, it's grown to about ten turning point outreaches there. Wow. In Nepal, the thing is, is if if you haven't been to a place like that, it's kind of hard to understand. Mm-hmm. What they're dealing with, and yes. then I've I've been to Ghana, mm-hmm. and I've seen the churches and, and how they operate. I was in Ghana in 1993. The the young pastor of the church that we had our conference in, mm-hmm. his income was twenty dollars a month, mm-hmm. and, I, and that just huh? <laughs> it was no it, no yeah. income. Yeah, they don't get income. Yeah, and yeah. so but it also in Ghana, it was it was looked down upon a pastor to have a secular job. Mm-hmm. So he forced to live on what the church could could give him. Oh wow! And, and uh, yeah, we don't think on those terms mm-hmm. here, here here in America. It's totally different. So I'm uh, as I'm listening to what you're talking about, and his contacting me. Now here's the skeptic side of me. Mm-hmm. I'd have been suspicious mm-hmm. <laughs> because okay, because I because I get those. Type oh of, yes, of, oh of, yes, of, and of you things. should be. Yeah, you should be because that's the whole thing of determining. Okay, are you trying to get money? Is it about, you know, money or is it about relationship? Is it about something that that can be uh, beneficial for you to grow in the Lord and be able to equipped Mm -hmm. to do what you're doing? Or do you just want, you know, some support? Right. And 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 there's a lot of weeds because, you know, we (laughs) it's a lot of weeds you go through. But what I saw over the years Mm -hmm. now. Uh, as it's going on three years now with with them, uh, was their heart right? And you also you gave him a task to do yes, because that's what the scripture talks about. He says, "Give them something small to do, and if they mm-hmm. do that well, mm-hmm. then you give them something else to do, and yes. then they they show their heart through that." So that's, that's what you did. Yes, <laughs> you you gave yes. them a, a simple thing to do, mm-hmm. and they they fulfilled that, and and so you're getting to know them, getting to know them, and we we've, we've had um, a couple of Zoom calls. And I've met his uh, his wife and and the other leaders, and because he's the only one that speaks English. Oh, really? Yeah. So there wow. has to they have to translate. Okay. Yeah. And and when's it gonna take place now? That you're going over there? We are leaving on Friday. We'll get there on Friday, Sunday. So when this show airs, we'll on you'll Sunday. be there. We'll be there. We'll be in the Paul <laughs> until the twentieth. Wow. Yeah. I tell you what, I'd love just to be a fly on the wall and just see this. Yeah. This is going to be so exciting. Well, I'm, we're going to document and we're going to make sure, you know, we take pictures, videos and, right. and all right. of that. Um, so I def- definitely have to get back in contact yeah. with you and now, share now, something. Where will you stay while you're there? Well, we are staying in a hotel okay. in Kathmandu, which okay. is the capital. Okay. But then we're going into various villages because where this uh, the churches are are in rural, very rural right, villages. Right. So we have a jeep yeah. that we've rented, okay. and then we'll go to other hotels. So they, these hotels should be pretty nice because they have so many tourists. Well, right the one the one in the capital is nice. Yeah. Now the others. You know, we'll see. My husband and I, we we kind of, we've been on several trips. Like when we okay. went to Turkey, we ended right. up staying with some of the uh, the people, like okay. a, a couple, a couple, and uh, so we kind of learn how to, you know. Yeah. Well, see, I can handle most things, but the food situation <laughs> have kind of a. Uh, tender palate <laughs> <laughs> and then you know I, the only thing I said to uh, Pastor Singh was 
we need plenty of bottled water uh-huh. because we're going to be elevated. Yes, just, yes, yeah. yes. So yeah. we, we're going to need to stay yeah. hydrated. Yeah, our, our systems are just not made for Yeah, so <laughs> it's, a, it's a little different. Yeah. And, you know, but yeah. we're we're excited. Yeah. And I've been getting uh, people sowing seeds. I just was telling uh, Sister Sharon about a couple of seeds that came in today from people from different places that know that we're going. Right. We don't really publicize it just like, all out there because um you know of the nature of right. where we're going and what we're doing right yeah but we're fixing to <laughs> <laughs> well we'll be there right. <laughs> so that's okay right. <laughs> no i had a, a a gentleman on the uh, show here a while back it's in that uh, triangle and mm-hmm. uh we couldn't we couldn't share anything about where he was even mm-hmm. his name was fictitious because okay the, the very delicate nature actually mm-hmm. i've had a couple of them yeah from from the that 1040 the, the window 1040 window yeah yeah, yeah i the, understand the very sensitive things so we couldn't even tell names or anything we just talked about what they were doing and the type of ministries mm-hmm. that are there uh because of, of this country, because there are tourists that goes there quite often, it's a little bit more yes, yeah, a little more modern. You might say, yeah, yeah, but they have a better relationship with the U.S. Mm-hmm. And so the relationship with the U.S. If you go on their website, you see um, the the prime minister and the president, our president, you know, holding hands. You don't see that in some of the other countries. That's just right around oh, sure, there. Sure, sure, yeah. yeah. So some of those other countries, it's like. I haven't even been allowed to go in. Wow. Yeah. But now you went to Africa. And was yes. that basically the same thing? Did they contact you through? How, how did that happen? Well, I've I've gone to Africa through Dr. Patricia Bailey Ministries. Uh, she's an international missionary, and she's gone to hundreds of countries all around. And sometimes she'll take teams in. Okay. So I've gone to uh, several places in Africa with her team. Um, I've also had a hope tour that I did with um, Turning Point International for South Africa. Okay. And we've done that a couple of times. And uh, and then I also went with her ministry, uh, my husband and I, when we went to Turkey. Okay. So tell me about how do people receive your message of hope when you come and you preach and talk about hope? How do people receive it? It's 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 just like water on a on a desert island. Wow. It's it's like it's it's a desert. Uh people drink that hope in so desperately mm-hmm. needed. And and every time I hear people tell me thank you. I mean a pastor last uh mission trip that I was able to go on in January 2020, it was to Cote d'Ivoire, the Ivory Coast, and we got a chance to minister to several of the, and that's West Africa. Mm-hmm. We got a chance to minister to several of the, the uh, pastors there at different forums that they had. And then on the Sunday morning, I actually went to the church to one of the pastors and I shared a message and the Lord had given me a message about the language of hope. And I was sharing uh, from the account of scripture of the Shunammite woman and what happened with her. And, you know, that was whole thing. And then she said, all is well, all is well and or it is well. And that's a that's hope because she was speaking what she believed that's going to happen in the future. And it did happen. Right. Well, make a long story short, there was such an outpouring after I shared uh, several people who had thought about committing suicide came to the altar uh, got prayer, and whenever we were getting ready to go, the pastor 
came running over to me and uh, said, thank you so much. He said, we now have hope. Wow. Yeah. Because hope is what keeps us going. When yes. people lose hope. Yes. I mean, how horrible that is. Uh, somebody who's uh, severely ill. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, it would be hard to, to maintain hope. Yes. Believe. Because you say, what, what is the hope for? Well, of course, if you're saved and mm-hmm. you know the Lord Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior, yes. then your hope is beyond this life. That's and, right. and that's a beautiful picture. Mm-hmm. But if somebody does not believe mm-hmm. and they have no faith, in other words, in their mind, God doesn't exist, mm-hmm. that would be a very dark and gloomy place to live well we can only live according to the survival laws of three that's often quoted you can only live three seconds without hope really yes i remember you telling that yes (laughs) (laughs) only three seconds without hope so hope is non-sectarian uh we all need hope we all have to have hope to continue to breathe uh as they say in the latin dumb sparrow sparrow while i breathe i hope and wow. and that's something that I believe if we can release that and share that with people of 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 all faiths and, and wherever they may be, that it's the beginning seed now for them to find their faith. So that's just so in you, isn't it? Yes. I mean, you're you're not laboring at all, sharing this at all. This is this is so ingrained in you. It's 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 why I breathe. <laughs> but it's but it's just a beautiful thing because you see the contrast. Here's a, here's a, a woman who's had her difficulties in life. God helped her to overcome. She sees it. God speaks to her. Said, "Look, you need to share this message of hope mm-hmm. to other mothers who are going through similar things." And here you are with this big, beautiful smile on your face mm-hmm. because you you've experienced it, but you've walked with the Lord through this whole thing. Mm-hmm. God has helped you, and He's grown you, and, and, and things. And now you're just out there, just sowing the seed, <laughs> and yes. now you're fixed to go ooh, to another country to do the same yes. same thing. You know. So okay. You, you're going to go over there, Nepal. Nepal. So I, see, I keep seeing, that's my, <laughs> my crazy brain. But then what? You're coming back. Coming back. What, what's next? Well, we're going to continue to spread this message of hope. We're getting ready for April, the next April National Month of Hope. And we are contacting um, organizations of, from all of the 50 states plus Puerto Rico and Washington, D.C., and we're sharing with them that April is a national month of hope and we want everybody to celebrate it, to acknowledge it. And so that's that's what we're doing in the in the midst of continuing to help because we are a nonprofit agency here and we get calls every day from mainly single parents who are in need of food or Mm -hmm. treatment or or something. And so we do what we can do primarily referral all right so you're not doing the group home anymore no 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 but there are many here in tallahassee who are yes and i would imagine i'm just guessing that you're probably connected with a lot of those Every, folks. Uh, yeah. yes yeah yes uh, we, De- we, deborah so. harris was, was one mm-hmm. um, in fact you may have been the one who introduced me to her i'm not sure mm-hmm. but there's been several who've been here on the show yes and this is this is their heart and their passion mm-hmm. and boy you're the cheerleader <laughs> <laughs> yes, so we, we get people connected, you know, yeah. wherever, wherever they may be. Yeah. But our main... Like, so you're the queen. That's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like that, but... The- <laughs> 
<laughs> and give God the glory. Yeah. But the main thrust for, for Mothers in Crisis now is our hope. Yeah. Pass it on and okay. save a life campaign. Okay. Well, like I say, the last time that you were here and, and you, you, you introduced this to me and I'd never heard it in quite a way. Uh, and you said, I'm, I'm a hopologist. And I'm going, what in the world? <laughs> <laughs> yes. But I can say it has grown on me. <laughs> and and, I, and, and I, a lot of times as I'm preaching here in my church or somewhere else, and God will just bring that back to me. And I'll throw that word out. And I just love to watch their expressions. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, it, it, it grabs a hold of you. Mm-hmm. Because, my goodness, just, just think about uh, the people who are struggling in life. Mm-hmm. About different things that's going on, and they just don't know where to turn. You, you got a, you got a family over here, and the family's in crisis, and the mm-hmm. kids are misbehaving, and the mothers and the fathers are they're they're at each other, and mm-hmm. they don't know where to turn. And if somebody can come along and just give them a little hope, yes, it's amazing. Because hope, see, and that's what a lot of people don't understand about this power the 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 hope is a force Mm -hmm. and what it does it turns the light on so that you can begin to see solutions or options or look for other ways so that you know hope is not passive it's it's very very intentional and it is action Mm -hmm. because now you can see okay let me try this or I can try that or let me call this person or, you know, let me receive the help that is available for me. But if you think about the alternative, whenever you're hopeless, then it's like the lights go yeah. out and it's like you see no other way. And, you know, there's no use trying and nothing's going to ever yeah. change. So hope is a powerful force yeah. because it causes you to rise. Right. Because of the whatever whatever it is that's got them, mm-hmm. they feel like it's squeezing me, and there's no way out. Mm-hmm. But if that can be broken, that's right. I had a lady this Sunday morning who was telling me that uh, she said that one time I was a hopeless alcoholic, mm. and she but she said but when she accepted Christ as her Savior on a Sunday morning, she says all of that left, mm. just no 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 uh, uh, AA or anything like that. And I'm not mm. not against that. I'm just saying right. she didn't need any of that. Yes. God broke that in her life, and mm-hmm. now she's this beautiful Christian woman mm-hmm. who has hope. Yeah, has hope. But the, the thing about the addictions and stuff like that, they just they just squeeze you, mm-hmm. and they take more and more. That's right. And it's till, till you're done. I mean, you have nothing left to give, mm-hmm. and that's where the hopelessness comes in. That's right. <laughs> but as long as there's breath, breath in, in your, your body, body. <laughs> there is hope. <laughs> Hallelujah! I tell you what. Uh, my heart breaks for people when I see them, them, mm-hmm. them, them struggling. And uh, I, there's been a couple of times that I've had people come by our church or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I realize that I don't have the tools. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and some of it is, is a mental. Some of it's mental. And, and, I'm, mm-hmm. you know, I've, I, I, and I tell them that. I said, look, we're going to do what we can to help you, but you need to go get some help. Mm-hmm. Because there is hope. There's people who can help you. Yes. And, and I'd say that to, if you're listening this morning, you just tuned into this show, and, and you're you're in a place in your life where you have no hope, there's help. Yes. There's people who will love you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, Sister Rosalind, she's one of those type of people. Mm-hmm. She she loves the unlovely. Mm-hmm. And I see that in so many who's come and been on the radio with me. Yes. Uh, these people who just love to go to jail. 
<laughs> and and they just love it, mm-hmm. and they go out there and they just love on these people. That's right. And and uh, um, people like the uh, Jamie Brown from the Obama's Pregnancy Center. And I, mm-hmm. When I when she's here and she starts talking about them, just loving them little babies and loving those mamas. That's God. Yes. That's just that's God. But the, and the ultimate hope is mm-hmm. in, Jesus. In the in the reality yes. that there's life after life, and there's the Lord. That gave his heart and soul, That's gave himself right. for us, mm-hmm. because God so loved. loved. That's <laughs> right. He's our living hope. <laughs> Hallelujah. Well, here's the thing: God is using people like you and uh, others who mm-hmm. who God has raised up in ministry, and I just love to see it. Mm-hmm. And, and of course, having known you for many years, I've seen, I've seen how this ministry has mm-hmm. branched into other areas. And you, you come back to the show and you say, "Well, now we're doing this." <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's, that's amazing. That's amazing. Still here. So, now, what we want to do before we now we got a few a few minutes left, so we don't have to rush off right now. But I want to make sure that we pray over this trip mm-hmm. because we want to make sure that you are safe. Yes. And that God will just use you and your husband as you go to this country and just minister the gospel. And Lord, keep them well. Yes. yes. <laughs> and yes. just let the Holy Spirit just flow yes. through you. Because <laughs> as you've heard, those of you who've been listening to the show this morning, she doesn't have to do a whole lot of thinking about what she's going to say. She just <laughs> opens her mouth, the Holy Spirit just just. <laughs> <laughs> because right. it's so ingrained in your heart. Yes. I mean, yes. You, there's no question that you believe what mm-hmm. you preach. Mm-hmm. And that is so clear and so, so evident. <laughs> and, and all of that. I'm fully persuaded. <laughs> <laughs> so let, let me do that. And then we'll pray again at the end of the show. Father God, in the name of Jesus, I just want to just pray for Sister Rosalind and her husband as they yes. make this journey. Lord God, that you would keep them safe, Lord. You'd, yes, you'd give them a good flight. Yes. Lord, you'd help them to be able to rest and get yes. the kind of rest they need. Lord God, you'd provide uh, nourishment that would yes, cause Lord. them, Father, to be healthy and not unhealthy. Lord, bottled water. Lord, she's asking God that there be plenty of bottled water. I yes, pray you would provide Jesus. it, Lord God. And Lord God, I just pray yes. as they go, that, Lord, just the love of Jesus Christ will be so evident in her, Father. Yes. And, Lord, this message of hope, oh, my goodness. Yes. Lord God, that it'll just speak. We ask this in the name of Jesus, name our Lord Jesus. and Savior. Yes. Amen. Father God, Amen. Just, just use them yes. <laughs> for Amen. your glory. Now, uh, the Thank thing you. Is, I receive it. Hallelujah. Well, the thing is, is that God has, He's raising up people in, in His time mm-hmm. and in His way. Mm-hmm. And sometimes in unusual ways. <laughs> I, I have this teaching that I do sometimes when I, when I do conferences. It talks about, uh, I call it fish of the future. Mm. And basically, a lot of times when you are stepping out to do whatever God's called you to do, mm-hmm. some of the people who are going to help you are not even saved yet. They're going to they're gonna be brought into the kingdom through your ministry. Wow. And then they're going to be right there beside you. Mm-hmm. And they're going to be that, that right arm a lot of times. Yeah. So a lot of times we wonder, so how are we going to do this? I, we don't have no clue. Mm-hmm. But God has a ability to see, mm-hmm. and he sees the path before you. Yes. <laughs> and so we have to be careful not to allow ourselves to become discouraged. 
Mm-hmm. Don't listen to other people. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't, don't listen to the naysayers. That's right. <laughs> just tune them out. <laughs> <laughs> and just do what you hear the Lord say do. All right, Sister Rosalind, we got about two minutes. Share your heart with us. My heart is for souls. Yeah. I, I really believe that God Almighty has a special desire, especially during this time, for souls to be saved, for people to grab hold of this hope that we're talking about and not stop there, but allow it to bring them into that place of wholeness, healing, and salvation. And that's what I'm believing God for as we, whatever we do through Mothers in Crisis or Turning Point International or whatever it may be, that God's agenda would be our agenda and that we would see lives changed and transformed by the power of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. That's a good message because there are people who are listening here this morning. Some of them are on their way to church. There are some people who are listening that hadn't even thought about going to church today, but maybe it might be a good idea. Maybe there's a message there for you. Mm -hmm. Uh, Wherever you might choose to go, there's lots of great churches in Tallahassee. Mm -hmm. But the thing about it is that the hope ultimately that you're talking about that I'm talking about and we believe this with all of our heart it's in Father God Mm -hmm. and the ministry and the power of the Holy Spirit and and of course his precious son Mm -hmm. that God loved us so much I mean it's just hope is in it's it's a spiritual thing Mm -hmm. it really is a spiritual thing sometimes we forget that Mm -hmm. but all these things are done as God would have it to be because he's God Yes. Hallelujah. <laughs> Praise God. Father God, once again, we just approach your throne and we yes, thank you, Lord, Lord, for this opportunities to minister. Lord, we just thank, thank you, you for this show. And yes. I just pray, God, that it'll just touch people. Father, yes. we pray for Turning Point International, for yes. Mothers in Crisis. Yes. Father God, bless these ministries, Lord. And Lord, whatever it is you, else that you have that you're going to birth in her spirit, Father God, just let it be before you. Father God, we glorify your yes, holy Lord. name. And Lord, we do pray for our pastors. We pray for peace yes. in the world. And we pray for peace in the city of Jerusalem and the nation of Israel. Yes. These things we pray in Jesus' name. Jesus name. Amen. Sister Rosalind, thank Amen. you so much thank for you. coming and being with us today. And remember, as long as there's breath in your body, there, there is, is hope. hope. And until next Sunday morning, may the Lord bless you.